like to take a <laughs> Just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. So you do the whole freaking thing? I pulled up to a house <laughs> in West Philadelphia, born and raised. You know, it's funny. If you ask people if they do the whole thing, they do the part just from the TV show. Right. But the real song is like four different verses. Well, yeah. There's a whole lot more to that song. Yeah, it's it's only on the album, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's I the only the way album. you can get it. I had the album. Uh, Thursday, this is the last show, and the voice you heard is one of the most iconic, ironic, and not even slightly moronic, Big Vinny. Oh, no, there's a lot of moronic. <laughs> there's a lot of moronic. <laughs> there's a lot of ronics going on, that's for sure. I'm also bionic because I have a whole new uh, ankle, you know, going on since last time we talked. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's just one piece of metal in there, but for that's one for now, you know. Well, I got, uh, I got a steel rod in the left arm, steel rod in the left leg. Was this a motorcycle wreck, or did you get in some bar fights? Um, no, the scars are from bar fights and yeah, stuff. Right. And that was all from a car wreck. Ah. Many moons ago. But it's still holding up good. Yeah. It's, they told me probably in 10 years I'd have to have them took out, but uh, 30 years later I'm still hobbling around. So. Well, there you go. And, and they ain't moved. They ain't done nothing. Oh, man. Dude, I can't believe you ran late. I know, and I, that's because I'm slow, bro. No, it's because of a valet service. Well, I know, it's, it, but I should have I should have made a time for that. But the, like I said, I was signing these autographs. I'm like, okay, they want me to be. I'm supposed to be done right at four thirty. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm done at four thirty, I can get up there at four forty five. Um, I know we had set for five. I was like, I think I could get up there real quick because it's not that far away from here. Yeah, but right now in traffic. Yeah, that's the oh, whole it's, thing. It's insane down here. It's CMA Fest week, so yeah. But anyways, um, and that's why well, really I, what it was, it just took them forever to bring me my car because there was a lot of people trying to leave right at that time. So. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I was doing the, the live streaming this. But I did run into the Low Cash boys, and they said to say what's up. So. Oh, cool. Tell them to come on up and I know. Me. They need to get on the show. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at this location, which is Nash Vox Studios, yeah. right here off 4th Avenue. I'm going to be at this location for a good have, little have bit. Thought about, have you went over and talked to Chris Blair? No. You need to go. To, you know Chris, right? Uh, never met him. Well, I'll introduce y'all because you being right here beside it, man, you could probably work in a deal with him where you're interviewing a lot of these artists that are playing there. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's added content, especially with you doing all the video and everything here. Well, actually, I just thought I'd stand out there with a, a little sign. You <laughs> we'll know, record. We we'll record. We'll for record for free. You know. Hey, speaking of that, Godsmack, you got on your shirt right now. I saw their the first time I ever saw them um, was at uh, Ozfest. Yeah. Like. 2002 at the old amphitheater at uh what's For, it called uh, star 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 uh starwood yeah the old starwood yeah back in the day i saw them well i saw the Ozfest, and then i saw jimmy buffett there yeah first time i ever seen him sing godsmack was over at bridgestone yeah and they were opening for metallica oh wow and i love metallica we had press box come on with it yeah um so we're setting up there we're hanging out we're, you know, putting a few back, you know. Kicking back on Grandpa's car. Yeah. And uh, Godsmack comes on, and that was the that was the first year that right. they did the dueling drum kits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, man, Metallica came on, and I'm a Metallica fan. Yeah. I was disappointed. Whoa. Godsmack blew them freaking well, out of the water. That night... It was them, and then the other band was called Power Man 5000. Yeah. And both those bands I'd never heard of until we got there, and I was blown away by both of them. Yeah, I mean, it's just. They were so good. 
Well, I mean, Sully Earn, I mean, dude, he plays bass, guitar, piano, drums. Oh, they're so good. And then Rob Zombie went on after them, and I was mortified because I had no clue it was like that, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd always heard the name Rob Zombie, but I'd never experienced I wasn't really a fan of Rob Zombie. I never listened, never listened to his music. I was, uh, you know, I'm a Christian boy from Perry County, Tennessee. Well, so yeah, I mean. I was like, I was not expecting all this, uh, you know, blatant, uh, blatant disrespect for the Christian faith. But anyways. Um, it works for him. Now he, oh, he put on a, a heck of a show. I mean, he was a phenomenal talent and uh, done his thing. I didn't enjoy it. But um, I respect the fact that he's d- good at what he does. But then. It started pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. It started like mudsliding it out there. Yeah. And, uh, and whenever uh, Ozzy came onto the stage, he was like, he started singing, I'm singing in the rain. Oh, yeah. I'm singing in the rain. Yeah. And I just wasn't expecting because it's like you think of Ozzy, you think of like Crazy Train and, or Mom, I'm Coming Home. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's a good song. And, uh, but anyways, he, uh, but he got up there and he, uh, he started singing, I'm singing in the rain. And it was, it was actually very beautiful. I mean, he's got a good voice anyways. Yeah. But. He, he's got one of those voices, man, that are just timeless. Oh, even when he's talking, it's like it's you know it's exactly who it is. Even yeah. if you can't understand a word he says. Yeah. But when he's singing, it's like it's always, it's always wondered this like how come when Keith Urban sings he don't have an accent, but when you talk to him in person, I might. Yeah. You know and all that. But then when he's singing, it's like, dude, you just sound like every other country. Yeah. Guy. Well. Well, it's like Brits. Way better. He's really good. Brits are the same way. I know. Yeah, it's weird. Now That's they do, like they the, do use some words that we wouldn't you normally. Say. Well, yeah, and they don't say fixing. No. Don't say sensuous. Sent you what's up? No. No, they tend to refer to everything as getting it sorted. Yeah. You know, but I I listen to that Adele with the carpool karaoke. Oh, yeah. With James Corden. Yeah. I watch that, man. And she's like cutting up and talking and everything. And then when she's singing, it's just like, how in the hell can you talk in Brit but sing in English? I, um, I, have no I mean, they're both English, theoretically. Theoretically. But one's like... Old English. We, see, we come, we come from the area where we took uh, what they used to call uh, Cockney, mm-hmm. and then we we even we we made it worse than it was when it was Cockney. Yeah, you know, so yeah, all kinds of crazy. We, stuff. we went from Cockney to country. Okay. <laughs> so where are you playing at this week? Um, so I, I did the cornhole tournament with Craig um, uh, Campbell on Tuesday. Did you win? Uh, I got semifinals. Good, good, good. Um, Craig ended up winning, but let me just say something. He had a ringer. He had a pro player with him. That oh, did, sweet. That won the bid. Come on, Craig. <laughs> he uh, cheated. But, but I didn't get beat by Craig. I got beat by Jared Neiman and his partner, who also had their own bags. So, Wait a minute now. I call regulation on this. Yeah, I know. They should have had to use those same slick bags we was using. Yeah, exactly. However, they beat us 21 to 1, so. Yeah. as <laughs> like whenever they, you know, remember when the Colts were all mad at the Patriots for deflate gate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they lost yeah. that game by like forty points. So yeah, like, I don't think the ball made that big of a difference. You know? nah. it might have been. Maybe you would have scored some more points, but I think I think it played into it. I think they should have played regulation. I agree. Bring in your own bags. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm officially the winner. There you can you do that nowadays, even if you well, don't yeah. win. Yeah, even if you're not even there. Yeah, it's you can just, just say you're the winner. Yeah, you don't have to get a participation trophy. <laughs> you can just get a patient trophy. <laughs> Anyways, no, it was great. I did that. So um, then I did autographs today for Creative Vets booth inside the the um, Music City Center and all that. And then uh, tomorrow on uh, no no Saturday tomorrow I'm I don't really have a whole lot. I'm taking care of my kids all day tomorrow, so it will be a whole lot, but not in the music world. Oh yeah, you'll be exhausted by that. Oh, I'll be really dog tired. But then um, Saturday from from four to six, I'm going to be hosting CMA trivia sweet at the, at the Assembly Food Hall, and then. Uh, from six to seven, me, Lance Carpenter, and Jerry Blake will play a show, uh, a one-hour 
acoustic songwriter set, and I'm right. hosting that as well. And then from seven to eight, uh, the girls will be playing, and we got Jada Vance, Josh Phillips, and we're supposed to have Celeste Kellogg, but she had a, a situation come up with the family today, so. Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to get her to come on the show, yeah, and, she's and such a she had some problems. Yeah. So yeah, I felt I felt bad for her, and she's like she was worried I was going to be upset with her. I'm like, girl, it's like you were, first off, it was a free show. Yeah, really. And second off, your family is always first every so, day. And um, so, anyways, I don't know the extent of the situation, but I know it was enough to make her. If you can make her not work and make her not come here, I'm sure it was something serious because that girl works her butt off. Yeah, well, our heart go out to her then. Absolutely, and then um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna replace her with uh, with somebody, even though we can't replace her. We're just gonna get a new person to come in and take that spot. So stand in, stand in, yes, yeah, stand in. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what I'm doing. Then Sunday, I'll be back out at the uh, convention center, Music City Center, whatever you want to call it, um, signing autographs for the Nashville Universe booth. Sweet. So, anyways, you work too much. I know. That's why I had to check my phone to make sure what time it is. <laughs> but uh, we got we're good. We got like ten minutes left. So. Oh, soon. So hit me with some big hit me with some big questions. Big questions. Let's talk about politics, religion, and her. Okay, um, I'm gonna hit you with the question that Hannah Wright started this crap, and when she was on my show, she leaned across and she said, "David, I heard you had some real in depth questions for us. Some real serious, serious questions." I, get, I like it. Yeah, and I just looked at her, and I looked down at my paper, and I shuffled a couple of papers, and I was like, okay, you ready? She's like, yeah. And I said, do you hair blow or air dry? God. I mean, I don't do either because I'm going bald, but I towel dry. See? Everybody's got their little thing. Yeah. But I'd say my my wife always says i got to dry my hair. <laughs> she hair dries. <laughs> but neither one of us have, a, I mean, she's got like, she's got kind of shorter hair. Yeah. So like my first wife, because we still talk about that, right? Sorry, babe. Uh, no my problem. first wife was a little Puerto Rican girl and she had more hair and she was like a hair farmer. Yeah. And so she had a megaton of hair. So it was like an hour and a half thing to get that stuff dry. Well, yeah. My wife now is like 15 minutes less, less than 15, like 10 minutes. Bam. Oh, that's sweet. Dry, ready to you go. You got to worry about it. I know. But anyways... Um, so, yeah, so my, I, I, guess I, I, I guess, I mean, but you would say you, you're going to use the blow dryer. That's an interesting question. Yeah, it is. It's not as deep as I thought. I mean, it's deeper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's actually a side note to it, you know, yeah. and everybody's got a preference. Yeah. So it could go either way. I'm a towel dryer. Yeah. I want to talk about this podcast you've started, man. Oh, yeah. you got to come on the podcast. Well, I'll be. You'll be on our podcast to talk about your podcast. It's great. Yeah, that's um, what you, know, you do. So I originally was going to start it. It was going to be called Overall You. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more of an educational type thing where I was going to teach people about weight loss, weightlifting, um, making it in the music business. And then it went from that to being, okay, let's talk about your mind, body, and soul. You know, you yeah. get those three things because so many times, one, you, know, you, you know, a lot of guys that are in the gym, they work out their, their body, but a lot of times they don't work out their mind. Then you yeah. got guys that work out their mind, but they don't work out their body. And then you yeah. got people that work out both of those, but don't work out their soul. And so I wanted to make it a plain thing was overall use. So it's everything about you, your mind, your body, and your soul. Right, right. And so I wanted to feature people on there. It's like from all walks of life. Because so many times we get caught up in this person is famous and they, they got this product and they're rich because they're famous or this or that. And I want to show them that, hey, there's guys and girls out there in this world that live two doors down from you that are making millions of dollars a year doing something they love because they put in the grind and the work and stuff to make it happen. And you'll never know their name, but you could learn so much from them. 
Yeah. And well, so I, I'm, I'm featuring a lot of a lot of folks. We're going to feature on there. Like I just featured my buddy Jamie, and this guy started his own door business that puts in like you know garage doors. Mm-hmm. But he went from regular garage doors to commercial garage doors, and now he's doing like all the Amazon buildings and all that kind of. Oh, thing. dude, he's rolling. And he's multi bazillionaire now, you know. So yeah. Um, but he was just he was just old country boy from Georgia that said, "Hey, I know how to use tools and put in a door." Yeah. You know, and so it's just cool to tell that story and be like, "Hey, man, I just knew how to work hard, and I, I had a skill and a trait that I could." that I could work with, and I just went and did it. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, a lot of people don't realize there's so many things out there that people can do. But for some reason, people have lost the drive. Oh, yeah. It's like, and I'm sure probably you may have went through this because I went through this. It's like you tell a family member or something like this, this is what I'm kind of looking at wanting to do, and they're the first one to shoot you down. Yeah, a lot of times your greatest supporter is somebody you've never met. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know I, what I've realized is those people that are close to you, mm-hmm. the reason they're shooting it down or saying no is because they're – it's not because they hate you or they, they don't believe in you. It's because they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And by default, they don't, they're scared that you might go out there and get hurt. You might go out there and get heartbroken. You might go out there and fail. But to me, in life, I would rather fall and, and fail – a million times reaching for something that I want than to go to my grave with all this regret of like, man, what if I would have tried that? Yeah, exactly. What if I would have done it? And so it's kind of what our podcast is about is just like letting you know, like, Hey, you can do it too. Oh yeah. Anybody can do it. You just gotta, you gotta focus. You gotta drive. And I had a conversation with another person for the life of me. I can't remember who it was, but we were talking about it. Johnny cash. No, it wasn't Johnny cash. Could have been. No, that would have been a long time ago if I talked to him. I know, but that would be cool. Well, yeah, it would be. Look. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. That's my favorite picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he told me the reason that he actually got successful is he put blinders on like the horses yeah. when they race because it was all of the negativity around him was dragging him down to where he lose the drive man and then when he put the blinders on he got the drive he got the initiative you know you know and i think you have to do that especially as an artist because everybody's not mama no everybody's not going to like what you do Mm -mm. and i had learned this the hard way you know we got out there and I may have talked about this before, but we put out this Off the Hillbilly Hook song, which was like the first country rap song outside, I think, Chicken with a Train with Cowboy yeah. Troy. And uh, it was all of a sudden, it was like, okay, there's this 400, you know, 450, 460-pound man then, got up to 500 pounds, but uh, guy in overalls rapping with this hot chick and this punk rocker beside him, <laughs> you know? And we thought everybody was going to love it, you know, because yeah. everybody, had, you know, we had a massive, you remember the following we had here and everybody mm-hmm. loved us. We had all these frat people that loved us and... So we thought everybody was going to love it. Well, we put it out there, and I made the mistake of going to the comment section on, on YouTube. And the first four or five, you'd be like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is cool. This is different. This is fun. Oh, but you got them keyboard then, warriors, man. <laughs> and listen, there's no joke. This is exactly what it said. I can't believe they let that fat son of a get a record deal. Now, I don't know this person, so I don't know why they even know it. I don't, they don't even know my mom. Well, they don't even know you. But, you and, they said, I, and they literally said, I hope he dies of a heart attack on stage. This is not effing country music. And I was like, uh, I was like, wow. And, of course, I thought, okay, that's one person. Yeah. Then I scrolled a few more, and there was another person. Oh, I can't believe this fat ass has got a mm. record deal. What is Toby thinking? Those guys ain't country. This sucks. 
uh, why is that? Why is that girl with those two ugly ass dudes? You know, I mean, I was like, holy, I don't even know y'all. Like, mm. you know, you always have the option to not to not listen. Like, yeah, and you hire girls to be in the video, so yeah. that's why they're there. It doesn't matter. Well, we had Crystal in the band with us, you yeah, know, and she was, of course, a phenomenal singer, but she was also gorgeous. And me and Butter are, you know, we're 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 everyday guys. Yeah, you know. Well, that's what I liked about you when we first yeah. met and started talking. I mean, you just. You're just like me, man. You're yeah. just trying to make a scratch on the, on you know, the little and, surface, you know. And, and and that's the thing is like, I can't be anybody but me. Exactly. And I, what what I've realized is, that's what makes you, that's what makes you make it. Mm-hmm. Is when you stop worrying about what other people think you and you just be authentically who you are. Right. And you look at right now, like Jelly Roll is out there just crushing it. Oh, dude, he's knocking he's it. Authentically who he is. And I remember people, you know, when he first come out on the scene, people were like, "Oh gosh, I can't. This guy's never going to make it." Yeah. And then he just kept, he just kept, and of course he went to every label trying to make it, trying to get stuff to happen and everybody turned him down and now they're all wishing, man, I wish we'd have gave him a chance. Yeah. And, and that's what's wild because uh, me and my daughter was talking about this outside earlier and she said, you know, she remembers meeting him and and hanging out with him back in the Antioch days. Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) and she just thought it was cool as hell, but instead of knocking his fame and knocking his success, what she did as a person she celebrates what he's done. Yeah, that's what you should do. And and because she knew him back in the day, right? And to see everything that he's went through, overcome, yeah, all the adversity, everything, and yep. look where he's at. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Well, and and you know what? He's still the same good old boy. I, I ran into him at the airport the other day. And um, this is a couple months ago, so before even this latest batch of massive new fame that's come in. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was sitting there. Of course, he was waiting um, on, on Bunny to get there and everything else. So he was standing there waiting uh, right after he put his security thing in because she was running behind, I guess. And he's sitting there waiting. And I saw him, and he's like, gives me the heads up. you know. And I walk over there, just you know, chop it up with him for a second. And he's like, man, he goes, you still hate airports? I'm like, yeah. Because he remembered I used to be 500 pounds. You know? Yeah. Which he's losing. He's actually lost quite a bit of weight right now. But he goes, you still hate airports? I'm like, dude, even when I got down to 240 pounds, I still hated sitting in an airplane seat. Oh, yeah. I said, so don't think that's going to go away just because you're losing weight now. I said, because uh, it's there's just no point in time that a, an airplane seat is comfortable. If you got more than – if you got somebody in the middle, it ain't comfortable. Well, unless you buy your own damn plane. Well, he'll be able to – yeah. He'll yeah. Be, <laughs> he probably won't be on Southwest anymore. I mean, like I said, this is a couple months ago. So now he's probably already got that. But – but anyways, he was just the same good down. You know, he had signed autographs, and, and I saw him taking pictures walking through the airport. And he's one of those, you know, kind of like I was back in the day. Yeah. He's impossible not to know exactly who he is. Yeah. And, and see, that's something, you know, I always thought if, okay, say I did something, and I got rich and famous and made a lot of money and everything, I don't think it would actually change me, you know? Oh, heck I man. mean, I'm just me, you know? Yeah, you're just DB, bro. I'm just DB. Hey, listen, and that's the thing. That's what I. That's one of the things I love when you. Most artists, mm-hmm. say all of them. Not all of we them. We know everybody. Oh well, you know. But most artists, 
are still that same good old country boy or good old country girl that they were. Um, and some of them weren't country. You know, they, they, they love music. And yeah. we, you know, Nashville's music city for a reason. We look, we I mean, all types of music come through here. But Exactly. Um, most of them stay humble. Most of them stay kind, you know. Now, what happens is their time becomes less because that means they're just, all, they're taken. Well, you know? take the CMAs, for example. Everybody's got an itinerary. <laughs> My assistants are taking pictures as we're sitting here doing this. Julie likes your stuff, man. Well, I love you too. <laughs> but uh, everybody's got an itinerary, and yep. you've got to keep to it. And if you don't keep to that itinerary, then some fans may not get that signature yeah. or get that well, picture. And, and, and the problem is, is then you get somebody say, "Oh, they were an asshole. They didn't give me a picture." But it's like, no, he had to catch a plane like twenty minutes from now, yeah. you know. And I remember the, um, and I have to go soon, but. Uh, the first time I saw Jessica Andrews and got to meet her, of course, we're from the same part of Tennessee. Right. But I was at a Predators game, and she sang the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And I saw where she left, and I was like, i got to go meet her. You know, she's yeah. from Ride the Road. We were almost the same age, and so I think she might have even been younger than me. The girl had success when she was like 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I left, and she had, of course, she had the, I am Rosemary's granddaughter, the spitting image of my father. But she sang the national anthem. I saw her, and I circled because I want to go and meet her and just say hi, you know. Yeah. And I get up there, and of course, they're trying to rush her out, and she stopped, and she talked to me, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I know you're busy. I said, I'm from Perry County, Tennessee, and I know you're from right up the road in McKenzie, and uh, I said, I just wanted to say it's awesome that you're crushing it, and you know, all of a sudden, this guy that was with her, and she gave me a big hug and said, that's so sweet. This guy that was with her, which ended up being Marcel, who's her husband, yeah. he looks at me and says, what do you do? I said, well, I want to be a songwriter, and he says, well, have you written any songs? I said, yeah. He goes, well, then you're poom. He said, pal, you're a songwriter. Yeah. And I was like... He's like, if you wrote a song, you're a songwriter. He's like, now there's different levels of success. He goes, exactly. You're do, you're already doing what you need to do. He goes, and I bet you're, I bet you're writing some cool stuff. And it was probably, I mean, a year later, a year maybe two years later that we had the record deal with Toby Keith. It was doing all this, and I get set up on a right, and it's with Marcel. Awesome. And I didn't know who he was, you know. Yeah. So I show up at the thing, and I'm sitting there, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm married to Jessica Andrews. I'm like, whoa, bro, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I was like, was you with her at the Predators game when she sang the National Anthem? He goes, yeah. I said, do you remember a guy coming up? He goes, wait a minute. <laughs> and we, I said, look, I said, check your MySpace. Because I had, I had, um, I had followed Marcel on MySpace. Yeah. And I'd sent him a message and thought he'd never get it. But I, I, like I said, I didn't know who he was. I just remembered his name that night and didn't realize he was married to her or any of that other stuff. Right, right. So I'm sitting there right with this guy that the label <laughs> set up, you know, because he was a hit songwriter. And... I said, go check your, your MySpace. And he opens up his MySpace message. It's like 500. That was when Tennessee was out and he was, you know, a yeah. star at the time. And he opens it up and it's got the message from me like, hey, man, just want to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, say what you said tonight. It meant the world to me. And we, and we ended up writing five or six, seven songs together. And now we're lifelong friends. I book him and Jessica on stuff still. But, awesome. Um, but it was just cool. Is that sometimes those little bits of, of motivation, encouragement help people more than you think. Yeah, they because do. Because you, you're like, man, I just said that because I was being nice, you know. But that little bit of you being nice made that person believe in themselves a little bit more and push a little bit harder. Oh, yeah. Because there's, you know, in the music industry, you got so many days that you're like, dude, why am I doing this? Mm. I could wait, make way more money going and doing this or going and doing that, but you'd be miserable. You know, I mean, well, you've like, got that creative stuff. Oh, you know? I gotta, and I got to get it out. You, you know, I get, I get asked because of my personality. I get asked every week, would you come sell insurance for my insurance company? I'll start you off at X, Y, and Z. Would you come and be a real estate agent over here? We'll pay for all your schooling, and we'll pay you a salary until you get there. Right. Because they know my personality. I, I get people in. I can sell anything. Yeah. But my problem is, is like, 
I, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do the paperwork and I don't want to do the schooling and all that because I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm dyslexic and it would take me literally forever to go through all that. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just like, they're like, but you make so much money. I'm like, but I already make good enough money. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah, but you can make more. I'm like, but I don't need to make more. Well, and I think it's hard for some people to, to get that in their head. Like, I know there's paths to more money. Yeah. But if I stay on this path and if it goes right, then there's a path to way more money than you can ever make doing this. Oh, you yeah. Know? So, but, but, but the, the point is, isn't about what you do. It's, are you happy in what you're doing? Yeah. And for me, it's the journey of, of whatever you're doing. You know, for, I, I, I enjoy the process of trying to figure out the music business as it continuously changes. Right oh, every you, right, day, man. Right when you think you've got something figured out, oh, all you got to do is this, this, and this. Oh, wait a second. They just closed that down. So now you got to change this and you got to move this over here. Oh, yeah. And then you got to X to the fourth power of 14 times Y to the sixth power of 65. <laughs> and we quit using that cookie cutter yeah. two weeks ago yeah. and we're on to this set now. Yeah. <laughs> got to figure out what we're doing two years from now, okay? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, anyways, look, I love you, man. I'm sorry I got to cut this short. We're going to do it again. No you're, problem. you're right up the road from me now. Yeah, because so, I'm just right here in, yeah. uh, uh, and in my studio, not mine, but the one we rent out mm-hmm. is down in, in in Murfreesboro. Okay, cool. So you're gonna have to come. We're gonna cross pollinate and share some share some listeners. Oh yeah, and hell, we'll just sit back and have some stories and good conversations. Yeah, it'd be man. cool. I mean, like, because you know, you're on here, you're you're doing the interview and all this stuff, but I want people to know your story and what what got you here and what made you tick, dude. It's sick and twisted. That's what, that's what I need on my podcast. It's called the Refined Life Podcast. Yeah, and you have, yes, you have to be in Refined Life Podcast, or you'll never find it, because apparently that was a popular word in the yeah. podcast world. And apparently everything is a popular word. Uh, who unless, knows? You, unless you use the David Bradley show. Yeah. Was so, there another David Bradley? Uh, there was. That son of a bitch ain't the real David Bradley. There's. No. Wait a minute now. There is David Bradley on YouTube, and it's the actor. I don't even know who that is. Well, he's the one that did all the um, Harry Potter stuff. Oh crap! Do you remember the 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 Castle Butler dude? Nope. The one that had the cat, the black cat. Mm. And he was on Game of Thrones, and oh dang, he was on all kinds of stuff. What was he in Game of Thrones? Because I love Game of Thrones. I don't hey, remember Harry his name Potter on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, dude. That was. Yeah. I got I got sucked in. I didn't watch it. I, I didn't watch it till all eight seasons were on the thing. And I got sucked in one night, and my wife's like, are you coming to bed? It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, babe, this show. And so I get her to watch yeah. one episode with me, and she's like, I will never watch this show again. Okay, according to the note, he was Walter Walter Frey, Red Wedding. Oh, yes, yes. So that's, that's uh, David well, Bradley, the actor. Well, let me put a, a little PSA out there to David Bradley. Yeah. Number two. Okay. You might have been on Game of Thrones, and you might have been in Harry Potter. And you might have started off in whatever you started off in, but there's only one David Bradley to me, and he's sitting right in here. In front of nah, me. I appreciate Bam. that. Bam. Boom. Right. Hey, this is the David Bradley Show. I'm Big Vinny. We're cutting out. We're out of here. Y'all have a good one, and see y'all tomorrow.